Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 92 of the Travel Like Boss podcast. Jeremy Parker. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you. So where are you originally from and where do you live now? Um, I'm originally from Orange County, California, from Santa Ana. And uh, right now I live in Nicaragua in Central America. So that's actually really cool to me because not only do you live there, um, you're not like a digital nomad, you have like a family. Yeah. What, what brought you out there? Uh, well, about six years ago. Uh, we've been out there about six years now. Um, at the time, I, I, I did have another job that I could do remotely. I was, I was doing sales. Um, and I was doing that out of my house in California. And, uh, we, but we were looking for just a, another, another lifestyle. We were getting tired of, of the grind in California. And uh, we, knew, we knew somebody who lived, it was actually my brother. He lived, in, he lived down in Nicaragua. He really liked it a lot. And, and I had spent a lot of time in, in Latin America in the past. It was always a place that I, that I really liked. Um, and so, yeah, my, my wife and I talked about it, and we were just we were ready to make a change. And, and uh, so we just, yeah, we just went. We just, we just bought a ticket, sold all of our stuff, moved to Nicaragua with our two kids that we had at the time. We had uh, three-year-old twins. We have three-year-old twins. They were, we, we have twins. They were three-year-olds <laughs> at the time. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we went down there to give it a shot. And, and uh, it's been six years, and we're still there. That's cool. So what, what were you and your wife doing in Orange County? Um, I was working, uh, I was working, I was working a sales job and my wife was working at Costco. Okay. I heard they have good benefits. Yeah. That's good Yeah. That, yeah. That was, that's, that was a good thing. Good what, benefits. What, so was it hard for the two of you to leave or, I mean, what, what actually made you decide to move down there besides just a cheap pace? Uh, just, I, like I was saying before, I've, I've always liked Latin America and I've always been, I've lived down there in the past. Um, and I was always kind of looking for a location independent job. I, I, you know, I was always looking for, I would always go, I would always, always go traveling and I'd save a bunch of money. I'd go traveling, I'd spend it all and I'd have to go back home to make money. So um, I, was, I was always looking for a more permanent you know, solution. And was this before uh, you read Four Hour Work Week, or was, it, was that, that even out then? Uh, that was, you know, I read the Four Hour. That started to get the wheels turning. Um, yeah, it was before I read the. It was. It was no. It was before I read the the, the Four Hour Work Week. Yeah, it was before it came out. Oh really? Okay, yeah, that's, cool. that's when I was kind of already thinking along the same lines. When that book came out, I was like, yes, this guy is finally. He's like really, you know, been able to define and clarify some thoughts and feelings that I've, you know, I've always had. So were you already in Nicaragua when that book came out? Uh, no, I was still in California when it came out, and I was doing a, a sales job. Okay. And uh, that's yeah, that but that really got me thinking about how you know how can I? It, it made me realize, hey, I could take this job that I have now and move anywhere, you know. And then it also got me thinking about how to uh, really like automate some of the sales that I was doing uh-huh. at the time. Okay. And what, what type of sales was it? I was uh, in medical sales. Okay, so like uh, medical devices or yeah, yeah. Yeah, medical devices. And you would go, I like, would, not door to door, but like hospital to hospital to like make an appointment with a doctor to sell them to them. Or how, how does that work? Yeah, I would do it. I would do it mostly over the over. over I would do it all over the phone. Okay. Um, so it was a medical device that that I could sell. Um, we, you know, we would we would target yeah doctors' offices and and uh, 
yeah, it was just it was something that I could sell over the phone. So n nothing to do with you uh, or this interview, really. But I'm just curious, and I may be wrong, so, so maybe you can shed some light on this. Yeah. But I've heard that one of the reasons why uh, insurance is so expensive and hospital bills are so expensive in the U.S. Uh, is because hospitals are kind of almost like a little bit too built up with too many different medical devices where if they don't use it, uh, they end up losing money. So sometimes they'll have people do like, let's say, extra tests uh, on like, you know, they're like, okay, yeah, they go up to 12th floor to do this test, even though they may not actually need it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing happens all the time. And, and that was something that I saw in, in the... Uh the industry I was in, you know, they're, they're getting, re they, you know, they, they were and still are getting reimbursed for all of these different medical procedures and tests they run, right? So they get paid by private and by um, public insurance payers like Medicare and stuff. So they're always looking for an opportunity to run a test and, and, uh, and, and get, you know, a big reimbursement from the insurance company. Uh, I knew someone who worked in pharmaceutical sales, mm -hmm. and they used to be able to just pretty much bribe doctors. Uh, they would take them out to five-star dinners, pop bottles of champagne. Uh, they would give them mom black pens and just different gifts. Yeah. Was that also similar in your, your industry? Um, no, I didn't. And, and what I was doing, we, I wasn't able to do that. I mean, okay. I didn't want to do uh, One of the reasons why I, I stuck to just doing uh, sales over the phone, I didn't want to have to. Like I said, I was always looking for a, like a location, uh, you know, something that didn't tie me mm -hmm. to uh, a certain location. So what I was doing, fortunately, didn't, you know, didn't, didn't involve any, any of that. But some of my competition did do that. Oh, yeah. And so that made it, that made it tough for me because I'd have uh, you know the wheel you know the uh, yeah like my competition would go would show up at the doctor's office you know they'd buy the whole staff lunch mm -hmm. right and uh, it makes it hard to I've never heard of crazy things like they would take staff to Hawaii I'm, sure, I'm sure yeah yeah and this is like what's you know one you know thankfully that's I think it's all it's regulated now when they've stopped that I'm sure there's still something people do though I mean yeah you know, when there's that much money involved um, but that's one of the reasons why our, our US um, healthcare system is so messed up yeah you know? yeah it is it really is you know yeah. it's it gets really expensive all right well thankfully we're here in Thailand where healthcare is super cheap <laughs> so you can go to a <laughs> hospital and just pay cash uh, how's it in Nicaragua in Nicaragua it's the same way there is that there is public health care um, but the infrastructure is not too not too great there uh, the public health care is free but it's not it's not too good but the cost of living there is cheap. You can get good private care. Um, you know, it'll, it'll cost you, but it's, it's still affordable. Okay. So before you moved, uh, friends and family, coworkers, you know, just people, when they found out you're moving to what I guess people consider a third world country, uh, Central America, uh, with two three-year-old twins, like how how do they react? Uh, they uh, some 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 you know a lot of the people who really knew me, they weren't you know for those people they weren't surprised at all because they knew me. But for most everybody else, uh, yeah, they were kind of, they, they 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 couldn't quite believe it. Mm -hmm. You know they they had you know you know the, everybody's you know got all these fears uh, that are based really on on you know just no experience in a foreign country or what it's like over there. What were some of those fears? Remember? Uh, you know they're 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 usually very general in nature you hear people say things like oh but you know the what about the law you know do you have any rights there you know or the, the laws they must be so different you know how you know they just um, I don't know I think they have a hard time imagining imagining it being just a, a you know a regular place where normal people live you know okay and uh, since you've been there so how long have you been there now six years so so that's that's basically your home now yeah, uh, yes and no I mean yeah it yeah yeah but at the same time um, we know we know that we're not going to be there permanently, um, but we we enjoy living there and yeah. Like so, what is it about Nicaragua? I, I know you say you enjoy Latin culture. Uh, 
there's a low cost of living. Like, what else about Nicaragua specifically do you like? Um, I think that, you know, apart from just, you know, liking um, Latin America in general and the, the pace of life there, um, you know, at this point, it's probably what's probably keeping us in Nicaragua is, is the friendships that we've made. That's cool. And your kids, are they at school? Yeah, they are. So I have uh, those three-year-old twins that we moved down there with are now eight years old. Uh-huh. And uh, they're in third grade. They go to a, uh, uh, a bilingual international school down there. And then I've got, since we, we had two kids you know, in the last six years, so I've got a three-year-old daughter and, a, and a, another daughter that's a year and a half. So it's a family, technically it's a family of six. Family of six. Four kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it got crazy real quick. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you have the, the kids while you were living down there? Or did yeah. You? Yeah, we did. We had the kids while we were down there. We got, we got pregnant with both of the, the younger girls when we were down there. And... Uh, they were both born there in Nicaragua in one of the one of the private hospitals there. Okay, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was actually it was great. It was a nice. great great experience. How, how did the, how did that birth I guess compare to the hospitals in the U.S.? It was just as good. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I think that I mean that would be someone's worry, right? Yeah, I'm absolutely. Sure, I'm sure people like said stuff. Yep. You know, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got that question a lot. Okay. Yeah. But when so you know we. You know, we probably wouldn't have had them there if, if the conditions weren't weren't good and we didn't feel safe. Yeah. Uh, so that was something that yeah we had definitely researched okay. you know, before beforehand. And so cost wise, you know, because normally in the U.S. I guess I don't know, actually I have no idea. I haven't had kids yet, but do they does insurance cover childbirth? Um, no, I don't. Uh, no, I we personally don't have any kind of health insurance. Okay. So like, for, so let's say for your first set of twins, you had them in the U.S. Y- yeah, we had them in the U.S. You know, that was a little different of a situation. But I mean, I can tell you what we like. What it co- I think that what it cost in the end to have you know each of our two children in, in Nicaragua. Um, I'm kind of going back in the memory banks here, but I think that it was probably about not counting the medical visits that were involved. You know, that led up to you know, the actual day that, you know, my wife gave birth in the hospital. Um, I think the hospital bill was probably about between, it was probably around $2,000. Okay, and that was in the U.S.? In, no, in, in, Nicaragua. in Nicaragua, yeah. And what about in the U.S.? That's what I don't remember. I think that, I mean, but when we were back in the U.S., we were, I think that it was actually even cheaper because we okay. qualified for some kind of, like, low-income plan. And, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, but two thousand dollars out of pocket—that's not bad for anyone. Anyone will do that. Yeah, yeah, it was it. So, what about just finding like you know how people always worry about like having the right diapers and the right baby formula, the right you know whatever else kids need? Was that hard to get down there? No, no, it wasn't. They've got a like a you know you can get I guess what you would, what you would call. Uh, you know the same same products and things that you would find in the U- in the U.S. I mean they're not as 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 prevalent. You don't have as wide of a selection, but yeah, you can get all the all the you know regular diapers and uh, you know if you need formula, you can get formula and things like that. You know all of the all of the you know major all the comforts, all the major comforts okay. that. You well, because even like getting like electronic equipment out here is kind of hard. So. Yeah, it's the same. way. It is the same. So yeah. it's the same way down there. You know, okay. it is. It's the same way. Some things can be a real pain in the in the, in the butt to to get a hold of. You know, but. But I think, like, for me, being out here, it kind of it forces me to think what's actually important. And I have so many friends at home who buy all this stuff that I would probably own, to be honest, if I was in the U.S. If I was in the U.S., there's a small chance I might have, like, an Apple Watch, like, one of those uh, self-balancing hoverboards. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, maybe a, a quadcopter or like a drone or something. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably have all this crap. Yeah. And just because it's cool, it's new, um, and it's pretty, you know, it's easy to get. Yeah, exactly. And, but being out here, I don't have any of it, and honestly, I don't miss any of it. Uh, I'll, you know, maybe I'll have some of that stuff in the future when 
either I really need it or it becomes really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think, you know, I don't have a closet full of expensive toys for no reason. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I, I know it and I like it too. It, it helps with the, basically, you know, your, it's like impulse control. You yeah. know, you can't get it, you know? So it's like the and things. And if you really want it, you have to ask someone to get it for right. you. Right, bring it in. Yeah, exactly. Bring it when they, maybe miss, you know, somebody's making a trip down to Thailand or whatever and you ask them to put it, you yeah. ship it to them, do all that, do that whole thing. And right, and of course you're burdening them with like, you know, space in their luggage yeah. and all that. So yeah, you tend to buy less, which is which is good. It's it's funny, you know, when when we do go back to the states and we go back occasionally, right? Then, uh, you know, we're online, you know, buying all kind, you know, you know, buying all the stuff that we can't yeah. that we can't get in Nicaragua to uh, to take back down. Well, what I do is I start sending things, uh, usually like Amazon or or just wherever I order it to my parents' house like a month or two before I'm going to get back home. And when I get there, so my dad always knows when I'm going on a visit because <laughs> I'll have a package pretty pretty much every other day. It's just show up. And I'll get home and I'll have a pile of stuff that I forgot I ordered. Yeah. And I'll go through it all. And like I think by the time I even get it, I'm like, oh, do I really, did I really need this? Uh, and some things, you know, I, I guess are definitely are better. You know, like, for example, um, you can buy flip-flops out here, but you can't buy like Luna sandals, you know, you can't buy yeah. like, you know, great, you know, like $80 running sandals. Right. Um, and for me personally, I do want those, you know, I, I do want the best quality sandals, you know, same thing with, um, you know, you can't buy like Murano wool t-shirts here, Yeah. but you can buy a standard V-neck t-shirt for three bucks <laughs> or right. four bucks. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird, uh, dichotomy where there's some things I do want and they would make my life better. Yeah. But at the same time, I, you know what? I think what it is is I can wait a year. Right. You, you can know? you can wait a year, and you know every, all 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 of your you know these are all you know extra like luxury items really. Mm. You know all of your necessities are taken care of, and you can you can live you know very comfortably here. You can really get everything you really need. You know. So we're here in Thailand. What what's the difference is uh, so far for you between Nicaragua and Thailand? Kind of pros and cons of each. Um, I think that you know the the climate's similar. It's uh -huh. you know it's tropical in, in Nicaragua, so it's it's sunny. You know you get a lot of rain. So there's a rainy season and a dry season. Um, you know, a lot of tropical fruits, like like I see here in Thailand. So in some in some in some respects, it's it's similar. Um, it's actually much more green and dense and lush here okay. in Thailand. Uh, but but in many ways, it it reminds me it reminds me of Nicaragua. But the culture and the people are are totally different. Um, I, my impression, I, and I've only been here you know about a week, and this is my first time ever in Asia, but uh, and in, in Thailand. But uh, my impression is that the people here they're they seem to be very, very friendly and gentle, and and that's uh, as opposed to maybe the uh, Latino culture might be a little more. I don't know, not that. Okay. <laughs> like a little, <laughs> you know. I mean, I love it, but they're a little more, you know, a little more. That's not so graceful. A little more rough, you know. Okay, I like that. What about the food? The food, uh, the food here is is incredible. The food in Nicaragua, it's it's very good too. It's uh, it's like a, a rice and bean based. Uh, cuisine you know tortilla meats like like that whole area of latin america like a lot like mexican food but with uh, with r actually with less flavorful sauce and mm. things so i have to admit that i had to pull up a map a google map on where nicaragua is uh-huh because uh, i actually i knew it was somewhere in central america but i had no idea uh so i've actually been to honduras and guatemala mm -hmm. and honduras sucked i hated it didn't like it it's terrible uh sorry for anyone that's honduras <laughs> listening to this uh and guatemala was incredible it was like it was to me like 
Antigua, Guatemala. Uh -huh. Have you been up there? No, I haven't been there. It's like the Chiang Mai of Central America. Uh, it's pretty cheap, beautiful, like lots of temples and uh, culture. Well, basically it wouldn't be temples, but like churches, old churches, culture, right. really nice people, cobblestone streets. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, it's, it's smaller, it's friendly. I really liked it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, I mean, the city that I live in, I live in Granada, okay. Nicaragua, and that, that's often compared to Antigua. It's, it, it, it looks very similar. I think Antigua is a little, a little more restored. Um, but it's a similar atmosphere. Okay, so Nick, I'm, I'm zooming in. So Granada, is this, is it, how far is that yeah. from the ocean? Yeah, th well, okay, so it's right there ne on the, basically on the shores of, of Lake Nicaragua. Um, so it's the, the, the big, the big lake in Central America. And uh, so, and it's not far, like as the crow flies, it was probably just, I don't know, I would say maybe 20 miles maybe from the ocean. Okay, so I mean, like, let's say you were driving. But if you were driving, it would take about an hour, hour and a half, an hour. hour and a half, I really? would say. Okay. To like, yeah, like to really get where, okay. right. And is it a nice beach? Yeah, really nice. Really, really nice. Okay. Really nice beaches. So are you really talking, good. Are you talking like, you know, like what you would expect, you know, like white sand beaches? And no, not, no, not what, no, not white sand like, like in the Caribbean, but, uh, but like you get like, you know, in, in most areas, you've got you know, like green jungle, like okay. you know, going right up to the shore there. Nice. Um, pretty beaches, nice you know, nice water and good surfing and, and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Uh, and the lake itself? The lake is the lake is immense. Um, the it's, it's 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 really incredible. There's a the cool the cool thing about the lake. I've been I've been out on the lake a few times in a boat and. Uh, there's a set of, there's an there's a, there's an island in the middle of the lake called called Ometepe and it's two uh, basically big volcanoes in the middle of the island. It's a really really cool spot. It's like going back in time uh, 30 or 40 years or more. I'd say like going back in time 50 years. Uh, you know, real, rural, just agriculture, uh, oxen pulling carts, uh, you know, things like that. Really really nice. Yeah, that's really cool. That that makes me reminds me more of uh, Guatemala again because <clears throat> there's a place called Lago Atalan. So uh -huh. Lake oh Atalan. yeah, right. And it's a huge lake uh, in the middle of, of, um, of Guatemala that's beautiful. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, people are still making tortillas by hand, you know, grinding corn. Yeah, it's a really nice place. Yeah, I've heard great things about it. So one of the reasons why I, uh, I wanted to move to Honduras um, from Thailand a few years ago, I wrote about it a little bit in 12 Weeks in Thailand, my first book, was I really like Mexican food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like the culture. And I thought... In my mind, I'm like, oh, Central America, it's right next to Mexico. They, they have rice and beans, tortillas. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to love the food. And it was exactly the way you described it. It was kind of like Mexican food, but without the spices, without the flavor. Yeah. So it's just like eating really crappy, bland <laughs> Mexican food. <laughs> Yeah, and I apologize to all my Nicaraguan friends, but yeah. yeah, it's true. I feel the same way. It doesn't it doesn't really excite me too much, but there's some good stuff. And, and in all the restaurants, they use this cheap hot sauce. I don't remember the name of it, but it just tastes like vinegar. It wasn't really yeah, spicy. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but the nice thing is you can go into stores and you can buy hot sauce from, I think I bought it from, I think it was from Belize. That was made with like mutton peppers. Okay. And it was so good. Huh. It was like the best hot sauce I've ever had in my life. I actually remember um, the way I got introduced to it. I don't, I don't know if I ever told this story before, but there was a guy on my island. Uh, I was on Utila, which is this little scuba diving island, um, which is kind of like a, a shadier version of Kotao, I'd say. Uh, 
and there was a guy on the island that was known for selling crack. Okay. <laughs> and, and I guess cocaine too. Okay. So he'd sell crack to the locals um, and then cocaine to the tourists. Okay. And he came up to me one day and he was like, hey, you know, I got this new stuff for you. you know? And I was like, no, no, I'm okay. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, man. Like, he's like, and he told me the story. He's like, oh, my buddy, he just, um, he's been living on this island, like near Belize. And, you know, and he's like, and, you know, I'm really excited for this. And I, I didn't know I didn't know what he was talking about. Right, so I just I was listening to him, and he said he's like, yeah, he's been growing these mutton peppers, like they're the best, you know, like the best chilies in the world. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, what, the, like, what is he, what is he what, selling me? Yeah, what are you talking about? And he pulls out a freaking bottle of hot sauce. I don't remember the name of it now, but it's, I remember it specifically saying like, you know, mutton peppers from Belize. And he's like, he's like, man, this is the best, you know, you've ever tasted. You have to try it. And I was like, I'm okay, you know, like, uh, I'm fine. And he's like, no, no, like, just take this bottle. The first one's free. <laughs> and it worked because I ended up buying like five more bottles. That's of it. hilarious. It was the best I've ever that's had. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's great. Same sales tactic he was using with the cocaine. You know what? I really think that like if someone's good in sales in one thing they, they can, and they believe in the product, they can get it in something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can if I can even find the name of it because I'm sure everyone on here is, is, is trying to find the name of the hot sauce. Um, but the, the also there the rum was really good. Um, like they had Caribbean rum from I don't I don't remember which country now. Let me think. Probably I don't know. Where, where do they make good rum? In, yeah, uh, I really. I know Guatemala makes some really good rum. Nicaragua makes some really good rum. And then in the Caribbean, all through the Caribbean, got a really rum. That whole that whole region. Yeah, and so do you, does it does it extend down to Nicaragua? Or is that too far? Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. That's that's their 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 drink too. They they make they make really good rum. Yeah, I remember I would have these rum and cokes that had the, whatever the local rum was. Maybe it was from Nicaragua. I don't remember. Um, but it was cheap, but it was super good. Uh-huh. And they had um, Coca-Cola and glass bottles. Yeah. So it was made of the sugar, sugar cane. Right. Instead of the high fructose corn syrup. Right. Uh, so it just tasted better. Yeah, you can taste the difference. And then there was a guy on the island who had key limes. And he, he had this little organic farm on the island which had the best fruit I've ever had in my life, which was funny because 99% of the, the fruit and vegetables from the island came from the, came from the mainland on a boat once a week. Okay. So it would wilt her if you didn't get it on the first day. Okay. okay. So it was so weird that they had all this land that can grow like this, this amazing fruit and vegetable, probably the best I've ever had in my life. And he said it was all organic. All he would do is use seaweed that washed up from shore. Oh, wow. And that was the secret. Interesting. And I asked him about bugs and like, you know, what, how would he would deter it? And, he's, and he just said to me, he's like, he's like, look, you know, when, when a tree is healthy and is strong, it doesn't get eaten. And I almost, I, you know, I need to look this up because I, it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I don't know. Because it, it, but he swore by it. He said, like, he's like, I don't use any, you know, I don't use anything on there. Like, I just keep the trees extremely strong, extremely healthy, and they resist bugs naturally. He said, bugs go after easy prey. They go hmm. after things that are already, you know, the defenses are down and they're easy to, they're easy to go after. So that's an interesting analogy for the human body as yeah, well, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, our body can, can fight so many viruses and so much bacteria if we're strong, immune system strong. Yeah. But as soon as, we're a bit weak our immune system down we get hit by everything mm-hmm. yeah right that's that's really interesting yeah so <laughs> i don't know how we got on this on this tangent but um i w- yeah i think one of the things about living there that i didn't like was kind of the mentality where you know how you're kind of saying like the i think in every culture there's the pros and cons you know mm-hmm. you know even 
you know, even back in the U.S., we have this pros and cons of, of being American. Absolutely. You know? Like, we're very entrepreneur, but maybe we're not as compassionate, you know? Um, in Thailand, people are super friendly and they're very respectful, but at the same time, they won't uh, confront, they won't, conf- you know, they won't, like, make a difference if, if it become if confrontation is required. They rather just avoid it, just, you know, not deal with it. Yeah. Uh, on Utila and Honduras in general, um, I think... I asked one day, I was like, why, why isn't everyone growing their own vegetable here? You have like, it's perfect. You have this island and all the space. And he's like, he's like, honestly, people are lazy, you know? And he's like, he's like, you know, but Hondurans there, they just, you know, they just can't be bothered. <laughs> and I don't know if that's kind of like the, the laissez-faire attitude, you know? Um, but I think what I like about Thailand is everyone is like, they kind of hustle, you know? Like if someone doesn't have a job, um, they'll sell fruit on the street corner, yeah. you know? Um, what is like? What is the culture like in, in Nicaragua? You know, it's interesting. There, and and I and I and I you know I, I suppose each region and and uh, of Nicaragua is, is a bit different. Um, you know, there are bigger cities, smaller towns, and rural rural areas. But uh, what you said about people being entrepreneurial and being out on the street hustling and making a living selling you know fruit or shoelaces or or whatever is 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 true about Nicaragua too. You know, the people there's a lot of poverty there, and you know. Uh, you know, you like, and, and because they're because that you know, there's a, there's a lot of people in need. They're you know, they're out there trying to do whatever they can to make money. You know, selling you know, uh, you know, DV, mo- you know, movies on D- you know, on DVD, you know, pirated copies, you know, like things, just like things like that that you'd see you know, see for sale on the street. Um, you know, I, th- I would say like in general, they're like they're very hard workers there. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, the, at the same time, the culture is like it's pretty laid back in general. Uh, so sometimes, uh, you know, like myself as an American coming at things and wanting to, you know, really get things done and, and I'm used to, you know, things working in, in a somewhat efficient manner, you know, like, like, let's say, for example, I want to go and pay the cable bill. Um, you know, it's usually pretty easy for me to get something like that done. Well, in Nicaragua, it involves, you know, it can involve, you know, standing in a long line somewhere and, you know, just, just a, a lot more work than you really want to, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe put into that. Um, so sometimes that can get a bit frustrating, but... Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely see. Um, and it's one of those things where I, I really believe there's no like perfect place in the world. So we just have to kind of accept things and be like, well, you know what? We get all this, you know, the, life is easy. Uh, overall, it's comfortable. So these little things, you know, instead of dealing with something else, we're dealing with this. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. All right. So I did find the uh, the rum that I was talking about. It's uh, called Flordicana. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ron Flordicana. Yeah. Do you know where this is from? Yeah, that's a Nicaraguan. Is rum. it Nicaraguan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this exactly. Stuff is, this stuff is awesome. Yeah, it really is good. Uh, I'm sure if you guys look around, you know, wherever you guys are at home, you can find this brand somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'll have it in the show notes. Uh, I unfortunately I couldn't find the mutton pepper hot sauce online. Um, you know, maybe because it's. I don't know. Maybe it's just not that popular. Um, but if you could find mutton pepper hot sauce from Belize, give it a shot. If it's good, that's what I'm talking about. If it's not good, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 but all right. So you've been out there now for six years. Yeah. Uh, and you said you were wor- you're working remotely for your your sales job yeah. in the beginning. Right. Uh, wh- what do you what are you doing now, and how'd you get into it? So now I'm I'm drop shipping uh, full time. And uh, that's that's all I'm doing. Then um, the way I got into it was uh, it's probably about a year and a half ago or more between a year and a half and two years ago. I actually uh, heard you, Johnny, as a guest on another podcast, and uh, it was totally unbusiness related. But you had made a, you had made some comment about uh, about drop shipping and, and and you know and living living in Thailand on this online business you built. So uh, I remembered that. 
and it like registered immediately. It was it was just what I was you know my my mind was kind of going in that direction at the time. And uh, as soon as I found uh, you know what turned out to be Anton's course, Dropship Lifestyle, and signed right up, started going through the modules, and was just like in love with it from from the start. It was perfect. It, that's cool. How long did it take you uh, to kind of get through it and, and build your store and make your sale? It took me, um, well, I, I actually made my first sale before my store was really even finished being built. Uh, but I would say that it took me probably about, it took me it took me a little while. It took me about three to four months to get my store put together. And uh, but while I was putting it together, I would actually like uh, land some random sales. People would come across one of my product pages. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so that, you, that's what like, you, really you, gave me enthusiasm. So your ads weren't even on? No, my ads weren't even on. So in retrospect, like, why didn't you just have those ads on in the first place? I just I wasn't at that stage yet in the program. Oh, oh really? Yeah, right, wow, where okay. I was just kind of still trying to put everything together. I was having, I had a little trouble with my uh, with my layout and finding the right uh, the right theme and basic web you know web page layout for, for the products that I was selling. So I, I changed that a couple of times that set me back a little bit but okay. once and so anyways I, I eventually turned the ads on and things got even better but but yeah it was I, that's what really gave me encouragement is that I was just getting these you know random sales, these yeah. random sales and I thought that's like, really wow, cool they, you know yeah yeah and you know what it happens I think it's just because like if you have you know if you pick a, a, a niche that doesn't have that that much competition sometimes they'll just find it organically yeah right and you know in the course you know he teaches you not to rely on that that's kind of like bonus cash yeah um, I, I mean so I guess fast forward like how many how long has your store been in, um, I guess, up and running now? It's been up and running for probably about about 10 months. Okay, so it's been yeah. a little bit less than a year. Um, what percentage of your sales are from like organic traffic still, or how much of it is from like paid ads or, or referrals or other things? I would, I would say about 75% of my sales are coming from paid ads and the other 25% okay. from organic Yeah, that, that's about the same as mine too. So like to me, the organic stuff is just kind of like bonus. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't focus on it. I think that just comes naturally. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah we're in the same thing. I like it. So uh, were you still doing your other job while you're building up your store during those couple of months? Um, actually, I was doing something else. I was doing some property management. Um, yeah, that sales job that I was talking about that ended a, a few years back. Um, I was doing some property management. I was actually uh, working part time at a like managing a restaurant down there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And with your store, how long did it take you to like make enough to actually support your family? Because there's there's six of you. Yeah, there's six of us. So uh, the good thing is the cost of living isn't isn't uh, very high there, right? So that's that's one thing to consider. But it was really my store was profitable as soon as I as soon as I turned the paid ads on. Like it was you know I was making sales and uh, I would say about at, at about uh, you know three two and a half to three months. You know after having everything live and on, I was making enough money to cover all all of my bills. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, how, how, like, how did your wife feel about that? Yeah, she yeah she loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, does she help you with the store at all? Does she, what does she do? She's just she just she takes care of the kids. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of kids to take care Ye- of. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. Believe me, I yeah would rather be building on stores. <laughs> it's a, a lot of work, right? Um, uh, how was it to call suppliers or manage the stores? You know, from from being overseas. It was actually no problem at all. The good thing about Nicaragua is it's uh, it's you know either in mountain cent- in, in uh, mountain time zone or Central uh, Standard Time Zone, depending on the daily. Uh, well, it's basically you know within the U.S. time zone. U.S. time zone, so that's not an issue at all. I, I think that's awesome. I, yeah, I, I keep forgetting how um, crappy it is to be in time zones here. So actually, so now that you've been in Thailand for a week. Uh, how have you been managing your store and customer service? Well, I've been I've been a little tired lately because yeah. I've been uh, I've been I did, I'm I'm still doing all the uh, all the customer service myself, uh, which you know luckily doesn't really involve a whole lot. But uh, I've been getting you know I've been before I go to bed at night I stay up a little later than I normally do. 
you know, at 11 or 12 o'clock at night, I'll, you know, lock, you know, ch check my email, check my voicemails, make sure nothing's going on or needs attending to. And then I've been setting my alarm for like four o'clock in the morning. 4 a.m., Yeah, Why? you know, to make sure that if somebody, you know, if an order needs to be fulfilled, I've got time to, to send the order over to the, to the manufacturer before, before the, the end of hustle, business day. That's hustle, man. Yeah. That's hustle. You know, but part of the thing that I do is, you know, offer, you know, fast, fast delivery. You know, we get it right out to you. So. Yeah. Have you ever thought about just hiring a, a VA for that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. And I'm, 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 I'm just about ready to pull the trigger on, okay. on hiring a VA. Yeah, because I think it's so. In my talk at, at uh, the, the retreat, I kind of stress how kind of fortunate I was that because I started in Thailand, I always knew like I had to get a VA as quickly as possible. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, but I think if I was in Nicaragua or the U.S. time zone, I would have put it off as well. Yeah, that's I think that's yeah exactly, and I realize that's that's what happened. Um, is that you know for me in Nicaragua, it's really no big deal. I can if I'm not you know putting in some actual work into trying to grow the store and change things and promote. If I'm just kind of checking to make sure if orders came in and fulfilling things, I can literally just log in you know around 10 a.m. you know make sure you know nothing's going you know see if see if anything's going on and then log back in around 3 3 p.m. you know and make sure you know so it doesn't really require that much of me and I'm there so it hasn't really been you know I haven't really hasn't been too much of a discomfort you know yet so what, what do you do like so tell me about your typical day on a weekday so my typical day is uh, I've so I've got young girls right I've got a my youngest one's a not quite a year and a half yet she gets up really early you know she's she's uh, she gets up about 5:30, so I'm up. I'm up with like you know at least her, and then after she's up, the others you know they follow. So by about 6 a.m., I've got you know you know uh, you know four girls there in the house, and we're doing breakfast, and we're getting we're getting ready for school. Uh, at at 8:30, I shortly about 8:15, I, I walk my my twin eight-year-olds to school. It's just a few blocks away. I drop them off at their school, and then uh, from there I, I I go back home and and, and start working. Okay. You know, I usually I usually work from if from about uh, you know eight thirty or so to maybe one o'clock twelve thirty one o'clock okay. you know and then after that I'm kind of just I usually just kind of leave it open and you know and is there still that much to do with your store I mean are you still like adding products or suppliers or what are you actually doing Yeah yeah I am I'm still like I'm I, I haven't always had this schedule um, I was working quite a bit less for a while but uh, I yeah I'm now like adding you know reaching out to even more suppliers I'm expanding the catalog. Um, uh, tweaking my product listing app, shopping yeah. app. Was there like any points where you like you really got stuck, or like what was kind of the hardest thing about the process? Um, I would say the hardest thing about the process for me, the most frustrating part, was getting uh, the website set up the way I needed it to be set up. Um, I think it was in my case, it was I was looking for something real specific and uh, like a, a little more complex way of sorting through things and a, and a layout that I that I kind of wanted just right. So part of the fault might have been me and some you know idea I had that it was maybe uh, maybe more difficult to execute than it needed to be mm -hmm. but yeah that's what that's what hung me up at okay. first yeah. and like but before that did you have any website skills not really no no okay. no not really any at all no just I mean just like basic computer knowledge you know okay. just normal computer user uh, you know you know, I always use my computer for for work and learn mm -hmm. whatever software programs and things that I needed to know for that kind of thing but no 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 special specialized okay. skills so that's pretty cool that you just learn all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was actually awesome it was a uh, really really cool it's I've learned like so much I feel like I've gone to you know like four years of college yeah you know but squeezed it into just like six months you know I, I always tell people that so yeah like, you know it's owning a store an e-commerce store just like starting it learn, learning how to do everything running it 
is better than an MBA program. Yeah, it's like, I've, I, yeah, it's, it's great. I've learned so much, you know, about business in general, um, and online, you know, business, you know, it's just, yeah, the whole so, thing. I've just learned, I've learned a lot. What made you come fly all the way here from Nicaragua to Krabi for the speech? Actually, for, first, how how did you even get here? Like, what was the flight like? The flight like? So I had to. I had. There are no direct flights here from Central America. So what they do is they. I had to fly from from Managua, Nicaragua, to Los Angeles, from Los Angeles over to, to Thailand. Um, so it's quite a quite a quite a bit, you know, with the layovers and stuff. It was like you know, pretty much like a two day thing, you know. Um, but I wanted to come out because uh, well, I've been really really excited. About, about being a member of the chorus. I've just learned so much and uh, was just really excited to finally meet people that were doing the same thing. Uh, you know, I've, I'm working on my own in Nicaragua. I don't really work. There's not anybody else down there that's doing what I'm doing. So I, I knew that coming down here and, you know, meeting people was going to, you know, I wanted to make these connections and I knew that it would really uh, help with my motivation and just keep my enthusiasm alive. I knew there would be tons of, tons of things to learn. Which so how did that work out? So first, let's talk about just um, like the networking. Like how many people have you met that kind of same situation yeah okay yeah so it's been really great i mean this has been just awesome uh you know i i think i was told there are about 150 people here you know it seems um at, at the conference i think it's a little bit less a little less I think like, 100? like 100 okay yeah. okay so there's a lot of people here um i probably you know was able to at least talk to and get to know uh, to some degree uh 80% of those people, you know, so, you know, just talk to a lot of people, you know, it's really, it was really interesting hearing everybody's story and everybody's, you know, everybody's coming from a different starting point. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was great. It was really great. It was, it was priceless. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And was it motivating? Oh, absolutely. My motivation is like it's through the roof right now. Yeah, nice. It really is. <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself in vacation mode, right? Uh -huh. I'm out here really not to, uh, not to be in front of my computer right now, you know. I'll be back home soon enough, and I can do that. But yeah, I'm ex really excited about right. implementing all the things that I learned. Uh, actually, just before you you came, I was um, retweeting my Google uh, ad campaign mm -hmm. because of that speaker, uh, Michael. Yeah. Where he gave such value. Oh like, my gosh. Oh man, that yeah. hour blew my freaking mind. Yep. And I don't know what he charges normally, but I think he charges like at least a thousand dollars a month for retainer. Just like if you want him as a client, I mean, if yeah, if you want to be his client, where he like manages your your ads for you. Um, but the fact that he just taught us everything that he does, and he says, okay, well, you guys can do it yourself now. Yeah. To me, that was like, wow, like this is gonna allow me to to not only save money on ads, but also spend more money on ads that convert better. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, it's it's things I never would have thought about. Right. And I, I honestly don't even think it's out there. Like, I think I could have taken courses or researched it. I don't even think it's out there yet. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I, th I think that I was I was just starting to clue into, you know, um, you know, really using negative keywords well. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was just becoming aware of it and actually had recently done a, just kind of research what I was paying for ads. And I realized that I was, I had spent like about a thousand dollars on ads over the past three months that were totally worthless wow. because I mean for, uh, lo you know, looking at the search query because there was one word in there that you know it didn't apply was, yeah didn't apply and my product was coming up and I was you know they were clicking on it so you know just by like wow, eliminating cool. that one word I saved myself you know tons of money and what this guy presented what Michael presented at the conference is just you know next level yeah. so it's I'm really excited about implementing well, what's was really funny is I, I logged into the member forums today and there's a thread about like the traffic module mm -hmm. um, because module 
Portal 6. And one guy was really excited about it because I think he had, I think he was new and he's like, I think he said like, this module is blowing my mind. And then people were responding saying like, um, you know, he's like, this, you know, this module needs to be updated. <laughs> he's like, cause that, cause the course came out two years ago and that module um, talked about things like Amazon ads mm-hmm. or the find uh, and things that no longer either are being used or no longer exist. Right. And what was really cool was um, somebody replied saying like, hey, um, you know, this, you know, like Anton, can you please update this module? And so I think Anton's sister replied saying, uh, guess what? <laughs> like we just put up, um, we just hired this, this super expensive SEO, um, ad guy yeah uh, michael erickson and he said uh you know we had him redo the module but instead of being 15 minutes it's almost five hours worth of content incredible (laughs) which is insane insane. i know it i I can't wait to go through go through that yeah so i clicked on it so it's all it's all up yet i obviously i haven't had time to watch it yet but i'm gonna sit down and actually larissa i just spoke to her on, on facetime she she's excited to go through it too because she i manage all the ads for now okay but she wants to learn it as well and now she has a you know a five hour course that I think if you bought it separately it would probably be a thousand dollar course just on its own yeah right you know because if, you, if you're gonna hire this guy it's a thousand per month so it kind of makes sense if you can just do it on your own it'd be a thousand bucks or even even say like five, let's say five hundred bucks yeah but what's cool is. I honestly think that Anton could have upsold it. He could have said, all right, you know, members, um, if you want this new course, it's, you know, I'll give it to you for only $300 or $500. And people would have bought it. But he just put it up there. He's like, all right, guys, you know, here's the new update. It's free. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's, that's what's so awesome is there's constantly you know, new, new content being, being added to the course, you know. And <clears throat> it's, all, it's all just, you know, you're already a member. Yeah. So you get the new you're content. You're a lifetime member. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Well, I mean, that's the same thing that I'm doing with my course, Earnest Affiliate, is in the beginning, it was just like the, the couple core modules where I knew it, would, it was just enough for people to get started. And my idea was always to keep adding stuff. But I think I didn't really tell people I was going to keep adding mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I, I, I did mention like, okay, once you're in, you're a lifetime member, you get all the updates. But I think for most people, they don't actually update stuff. They just kind of say, okay, well, you know, I'm making money. It's fine. But in my mind, I've always known like, okay, I'm going to update. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of things I want to add. Right. Um, so every week, pretty much. I've been adding a new module, uh, a new a new traffic source, a new case study, and the members who've gone in at 197 are super happy because eventually this course is going to be. I think so. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get 297 and then 497, and I'm sure people are gonna you know some people are gonna complain saying oh it's 497 now. I'm just gonna say to them like look there's like you know twice as much content in there now, and also you probably had a chance to buy it when it was cheaper. Yeah. Like, you just right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And same thing, Anton's course. I think he he didn't specifically mention it yet, so I don't want to say anything. But he said he's going to raise the price again. Okay. Uh, especially now that the all these new um, this new traffic modules in there, and then I think he's adding some other things too. And I th- I'm sure people are going to complain again. People are going to be like, "Oh, now it's I don't know, 1,300, which is a lot of money. I understand. Yeah, yeah, it could, yeah, it can be. Yeah, yeah, I do understand that. Yeah, especially if you, you know you don't have any extra money to spend. Like 1,300 dollars can can be a lot. You know. Yeah, but I think the reason why he's able to keep raising the price is because he does keep adding content. Uh, he has this, these live events like this, which really are priceless. Uh, you know, and that the system really works. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It's 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 great. I'm I'm so happy that I that I that I joined the course when I did, and, and you know, and, and I'm a member. It's taught me so much. You know, it's yeah, it's and how like, I'm surviving right now. Yeah, and like you know, to me, I mean, the other thing way I think of it is like ROI, right? Like if you let's say you invest in something that has you know very good ROI, maybe you make make ten percent back per year, and so it takes you ten years to recoup costs. 
Um, I'm sure you're making more than the cost of the course per month now. Oh yeah. Oh, and, easy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. right then that's, you know, what, 120, you know, a thousand, 200% ROI per year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, exactly. It's a no brainer really. Yeah. You know, if you're willing to put in the work, you can, you can really build that, you know, build a business from scratch and just, and just really even a couple of months, you know? And I think just being here and meeting so many people who are successful uh, or have profitable stores that, that really inspires me to, to keep sharing this because unfortunately I hear, you know, I hear from people usually people online who I haven't met so just like random comments or in a forum or something they're like oh dropshipping doesn't work you know and when you're especially like let's say you're living like in Nicaragua and you don't have a community around you mm -hmm. or even for me I'm in Chiang Mai and a lot of people are either just starting out with stuff uh, or they're doing other things and there's not there's not that many dropshippers around uh, right now like actually for the last couple of months they weren't that many around just okay. for whatever reason yeah you know sometimes I start thinking like oh well you know what maybe people aren't as successful with it as as I think, mm -hmm. but then coming here and I meet all these people, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're doing great." Yeah, uh, especially there's a whole crew of people from Australia. Yeah, did you see? Yeah, them? I met a lot of them. Yeah, and they're all doing fine. They're all making sales. They all got suppliers. Right. And I'm just like, why do I keep hearing online that it doesn't work in Australia? Yeah, well, we met. Yeah, we met tons of people. I, I don't know. I mean, we've we've met a nice sample of yeah. Australians here that seem to be working really well for. So I think you know, meeting people in person. You know, hearing that, you know, like hearing their story, kind of figure out like who they are as a person matters so much more than some random anonymous person online. Yeah. So who yeah. hasn't even done it themselves, who's not a member. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, like, I, yeah. That goes a long way. Yeah. Meeting somebody face to face and like, yeah. And those people, I mean, I'm like 99% of those people don't post online, which is weird. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I wish they would. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm one of those 99%. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I've posted before, but I'm not a regular poster. So, I mean, so can I ask you why? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm trying to actually figure out if I feel guilty about it or not. Um, but I, it's really just, you know, because I, the forum has actually helped me quite a bit, especially in the beginning when I was getting things set up. Um, but I uh, have just been really busy running with the business that I, that I created that got up off, off the ground and running. And um, I haven't really, you know, found... I haven't had you know really any 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 questions. I've just been spending all my time really on my business and trying to keep that going, push that forward, and and uh, yeah, I don't I don't spend too much time online that's not like business related, you know. And I know that the, the actually being part of the forum and active in the forum would actually you know technically be business related, but uh, yeah, I it's just not, it's not on your running your actual core business. Right, yeah. exactly. I, I I try to you know I really try to limit the amount of time that I spend on a computer per day. Um, I love on, I love running an online business. I mean, I, I couldn't be happier about my, my living situation right now. But uh, yeah, I don't you know I don't I don't want to be in front of the computer like eight hours a day. You know, so I just I, I'm I'm online. I do my work and I usually turn it off until the next day. Yeah, and I, th I think that's probably the case for, for most people who have like successful store because they don't really have an incentive or reason to go on like a forum on Reddit or on even even on Facebook to like talk about this. Yeah, you know, right. And they're just like, okay, well, I mean, you probably don't even realize like you probably don't you never even see people online you know saying like oh it doesn't work yeah no yeah yeah <laughs> i mean be, yeah for myself you. yeah right no i don't really see that yeah you know every once in a while i you know i will like you know be, see, see random comments like that but they're you know they're really meaningless you know, I mean, <laughs> I know so, I mean, if anything are you ever just like well oh too, too bad for them <laughs> yeah kind of yeah. you know yeah i mean it, you know because it's a it's actually it's a very simple like you know logical system um everybody's drop shipping really you know there's i mean as far as like you know there's a large part of the percentage of business is done in the world is like really done you know via drop shipping um and uh yeah you just really have to put in the work and yeah. and, and get you know get it running
running. Yeah, and I think one of the um, the things that people say is like, like, oh, you know, like they think of all online businesses because it's online as like an overnight success. You know, like you just set up a website, turn it on, it's done. Right. But I'm I'm sh I'm sure in this interview and. Every other interview I've ever done, like we've never said, oh yeah, you can get rich quickly. No, no. If we've all said it takes two months, in your case, three months, four months yeah. to even start it. Right. And then you're still working and like you're still running as a business. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it still requires, it still requires like real work, yeah. you know, especially at the beginning when you're setting things up, you know, I mean, you can get it to get it to a point where you're, you're automating a lot and, uh, and it, you know it doesn't have to be you know so labor intensive you know and often it's 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 not doesn't require that much of you at all but in the beginning oh yeah I put in all kinds of work in those first four months you know with all the things I was changing and learning it, it was a full time job for definitely you know but how, how does this job feel compared to like let's say your old job in uh, medical sales oh man it's like night and day really yeah. why well it's just I, I'm doing it all myself uh -huh. you know it's uh so like that that sense of self sufficiency you know is is really cool um, and uh, I don't you know I don't have to answer it to anybody it's all you know I, I bear full responsibility mm -hmm. for whether or not I make money with the business or not and uh, I like that I like that too. So you, you you would ever go back to that old job? No. What if they the boss your old boss calls you and says, Hey, I want you know, Jeremy, we really like you. Uh, I'm gonna increase your salary. I'm gonna I'm gonna double it. No, no, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't for, do for it. double the salary. You no, would I wouldn't do it. I like I like my I like the lifestyle. I like you know, I like I like doing things just, just the way I'm doing them now. Doing I, them now. I'm proud of you for that. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of Thailand. Yeah, thanks. Uh, say thanks hi to your, your wife and your four kids for us. Okay. Gonna give it, gonna give her a shout out. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey Melody. Hi Shiloh. Hi Abby. Hi Luna. Hi Brisa. Be, I'll be back soon. All right. So uh, hasta luego. Okay. Enjoy Nicaragua. Enjoy the rest of Thailand. Okay. And thank you for being on the show. Okay. Thanks a lot. It's All been right. Fun. It's been a pleasure. All right, everyone. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, if you guys want to join the same program that both me and Jeremy are part of, it's AntonMethod.com. Uh, that's my link, uh, or you can just go to JohnnyFD.com my blog and click under the resources page uh, if so if you do sign up I'd appreciate you using my link so I can get credit for referring you and as a bonus I'll give you guys access to my jumpstart course which answers a lot of the, the common questions like niche research when it costs suppliers uh, and, and things like that uh, but it's it's been a fun retreat and I am uh, getting ready to fly back to Chiang Mai tonight in a few hours so I'm about to say goodbye and Jeremy goodbye hasta luego Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.